everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. This is co-host, Tim, Tim Kaiser. Kaiser. Tim Kaiser. Oh. Let me say my fucking name. <laughs> Tim Kaiser. I'm Tim Kaiser. Hi. <laughs> Hello. This is the podcast where we're going back in time, because I have a time machine. So, yes. what am I going to do? Because I'm a film geek, we're going to go back in time and see movies in the theater and do, like, in marathons the, yeah, all day. Yeah, because see movies in theaters is great. That is. Because there's other people around that make noises and... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes the coloring isn't great in the theater. Because or the they, sound goes out. The sound goes out. Isn't it fun? <laughs> I'd rather do that than just sit at my nice giant TV at home. Well, I then... want to go to travel in 1972. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. So t- this week we're going back in time. Or we went back in time to uh, June 26, 1972. That was that was what we did. Um, and what we do is we normally will look at the paper and then we pick five six or seven movies depending on if there's a drive-in and there was this week we went to yes the it's middle of summer and we're in minnesota yeah, yeah, yeah and if you are allowed to go outside minnesota <laughs> you're legally required right 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 <laughs> so we uh looked at the paper and we picked six movies two at the drive-in uh to go to and what we do is we look at it and we kind of like we each kind of pick one but just um like we do every week we want to make sure that we can actually see the movies. So we're not just picking random movies because we're actually going back in time. So we have to see them. So it has the times have to work out. So sometimes there might be a movie like we can't really get to because it doesn't really work out with the other movies. So um, because we're actually there. We are actually there. We're actually seeing the movies. Yeah. This, we travel through time. That's right. So of course they already know that we're not cheating because there's no way to cheat. <laughs> there's no I mean, way okay, to cheat. I guess actually we have a time machine. We could cheat. We could. We, we could travel back 10 minutes to go see a different <laughs> showtime, okay? That's, that's true. It wouldn't, wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so we're, we're going to I have the paper uh, uh, pulled up right now, so we're going to take a look. I'm going to tell you what we didn't pick. These are all the other movies that were out. There's lots of movies. There's a black exploitation movie called Cool Breeze. Yep. We did not see. I kind of wanted to see I, it. I mean, I kind of want. There's all, We always have a lot of things, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see that. They movie. had um, reissues of 101 Dalmatians, Swiss Family Robinson was out. I um, want to take it all day because Swiss Family Robinson is like eight hours long. That's a long movie. It's two and a half hours long. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Play Misty for Me, uh, Clint Eastwood. Um, the Hospital with George C. Scott. Where's Papa? Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of holdovers to it. There's some other drive-ins that we didn't go see. Magnificent Seven, yeah. El Dorado and Water Hole Number Three. We almost did that one. Yeah, we almost did because that would have been cool. That would have been a cool one. Um, I mean, we have the first three Bond movies we're playing in one theater. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was a triple feature of uh, Doctor No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Yeah. Would that would have been kind of fun? To it would have been, so. except for after one and a half Bond movies, I'm like, we're gonna watch more fucking Bond movies right now. <laughs> Bullets, <laughs> uh, Bonnie and Clyde. These are like holdovers there and. Uh, the Godfather was actually out, so we did not see The Godfather. We did not. It was, when did it come out? Oh, it is right there. It's we right could there. have seen it. Yeah, yeah we, we could have seen have, it. Yeah. A cabaret. Hey, there's a musical. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, what you said. You just kind of watched it. So I had actually we watched it somewhat recently. Fiddler on the Roof. Um, Nicholas and Alexandria. I, I, here's the one that I really wish we had watched was Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Because I've never actually seen Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. It's good. Um, yeah. What's what's Up Doc? Uh, Woodstock, the concert for Bangladesh in the darkness. God damn it! Why do we see these other movies? Because <laughs> when we're looking at the paper, we thought, "Yeah, let's go check them we out." Can't fucking cheat, even though we have a goddamn time machine. All right. Well, no. What, so um, this time, so what do we pick? We picked these six movies. So our first movie is Puppet on a Chain. We both have never heard of this. I movie. had not heard of this movie, and I, you know, I I consider myself a pretty big <laughs> film geek that I haven't seen everything. I and I admit that. But I usually have heard of everything, and I've—it's very rare that I come across a movie that I've never heard of, and I've well, never heard of this movie. The reason we saw this movie 
Because on the There's poster, a little blurb in the poster: "The boat chase will keep you hanging on the edge of your seat." That, and we saw that. I'm like, "Oh, we got it. We got to watch it now." Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler alert: that thing's not fucking lying. That boat chase is fucking awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that cool? <laughs> um, our second movie we did is uh, "Played Against Sam," um, starring Woody Allen, Skyjacked. A disaster movie with Charlton Heston, mm-hmm. The Cowboys with John Wayne, and then at the drive-in we saw two um, B horror films, Frogs and Vincent Price and the Abominable Doctor Fives. Okay, um, I th- okay because I was willing to make spoiler chase in the fir- on spoiler alert the first one because yeah, it's yeah. literally the first thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, 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 I have to be quiet about the others because we aren't going to talk about those till we get to those. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> One of them is going to have a lot of volume involved. Oh, okay. no. You're going to be screaming. Yes. Oh, no. Well, I scream anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the first movie. Oh, before we do it, so I don't forget um, the music back in um, when we went back in time, the most popular music. So I, I always like to look at the charts and just what we're listening to on the radio. The number one song was Nice to Be With You by Gallery. And at first we were like, I never heard of this song. And then we listened to it like, oh, yeah. I've heard of it. I couldn't have named it. No. I didn't know who the name of the band was. Well, then we were listening to it. like, oh, yeah, yeah, must have been a one-hit wonder. Although, as I can see here. Well, that's their album, yeah. I see, like, is that the album? That's their album. That's their album. That's all. That's got to be more than one. It was a double album? There's like 30 songs there. It might be a double album. And then um, Neil Diamond's song, Sung Blue. Um, Billy Preston had a song called Out of Space. The Fifth Dimension had a song. But the one that we were listening to, the the Jimmy Castor bunch. This one I did not know. Troglodyte Caveman. It's a pretty it's a pretty funny song. It's, it's crazy. It's like a novelty song, I think. Yeah, it's, it sounds it's like, a novelty yeah. song. But, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a funky groove. So that's the time. So just to get in place, that's the time that we went back in time to, um, 1972, June 26th. So um, let's go ahead and go to the first movie, Puppet on a Chain. So yeah, we picked it because it, you know, because of the poster, it says, Boat Chase. Yeah, and and like, we had never heard of it. No. And, and I'm like. like to say, oh, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Because we're trying to find the gems, the hidden movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, we'll find them. And so this is kind of, so this is based off of a screenplay or a novel by Alistair McLean. Now, Alistair McLean, I'm, I'm familiar with because he wrote a lot of, he did a lot of adaptations of his work and were in a lot of films, lot, especially in the 60s and 70s. Um, Where Eagles Dare with uh, Clint Eastwood and, yeah. and uh, Richard Burton. Ice Station Zebra. Oh, um, Ice Station Zebra. That's the, uh, that's the Howard Rock, Hughes film. It's Rocker, <laughs> Rocker, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. No, then, Howard, that was Howard Hughes' favorite film. Right. Oh, it was Ice Station Zebra. Oh, I didn't know And when he that. bought a television station in Vegas, when he lived in TV, yeah. he would literally call them up at night and say, put on Ice Station. <laughs> he had fucking Netflix. Wow. Before Netflix existed because he was the richest man in the world. So I was like, okay, so this guy's, you know, a pretty popular novelist. It's spy stuff, you know, usually intrigue, whatever. So this one is about an agent and his name is Sherman. He's American, but he definitely come across comes across like he was British. Kinda, <laughs> for sure. Kinda, but yeah, he works. He works for America, but it takes place in he's, England. So he I guess there, yeah. he's. They don't really say where he works for. What no? What, what thing? Even though he obviously has what CIA, I would call FBI, a, whatever, a license yeah, yeah. to kill. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because he kills a number of people, <laughs> and there will be no repercussions. No. Yeah. Yes. He does. Okay. So. <laughs> So he goes on, but he's he's investigating a heroin ring, and so there's um, yes, and there's you know, and you don't know who it is, and he, and he's like following leads to different places, and then he also has this partner who's or this girl, this contact, yeah, whatever. She was weird. He well, meets her. I guess she works for the same organization. 
she doesn't particularly come off as being no good at her and job. then like halfway through the movie you're like oh they were a couple oh i get okay well, sure they i wasn't even clear if they just or became just became a couple or just did it before. or just they used to know each other and say because he then tells her yeah. that he's that him and the wife got broke they got divorced. Like yeah. Oh, that's ago. right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I don't know. Now they're gonna pound it out. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> so, well, so the rest of the movie is him just um, trying to figure out where the heroin's coming from and stuff like that. And so there's car chases or not car chases, a boat chase, boat chase, boat chase, and some fist fights. And the, of course, there's a twist. So then we find out like, oh, there's someone behind it. That of course he appears to be famous. Yeah. Because the bad guys are talking. At one point, there's an assassin. Yeah. Who's like in the very the first shot of the movie, the first thing in the movie is the assassin kills a bunch of like kids who have like smuggled in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something. Or they're going to report. Yeah. Actually, you don't really know why he kills them. No, no, no. They don't really explain it too much. I will say this. The that that was pretty much the first or second shot of the movie. It's a one take shot. Yeah. Kind of like in a fisheye lens where the camera follows him, follows the assassin in like out of his car, into the house. And then, you know, and it kind of goes like different corridors and stuff of the house. And then he shoots these three yeah. people. Yeah, he like pulls out a gun, put on a silencer. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And it's in really, it, it was, it was, it was kind of stylish. I start off, it looked like, cool. Look, this movie might not suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really neat. And I thought. And then he kills a guy in the airport, like next scene. <laughs> right. And, and nobody chases him. That was Full a weird. airport. Okay. That, that was a little <laughs> weird, I thought. So I'll say this about the movie. So Puppet on a Chain. It has some interesting set pieces as far as actions go. The spy stuff is good. Yeah. The relationship stuff is terrible. No. Okay. It's not good. I also had a problem with the actor who plays Paul Sherman, Sven Venti Tobb. Oh, that, that, I mean, that's the most American name I've ever right. heard of. No, so he is yeah, a Swedish actor, actor. But so. He's the blondest I, guy I've I ever thought, seen, I'll tell you that. I thought. For me, in order for the film to work, it really has to have an engaging character, and I he was not engaging. He was a super. I it, mean, I well, okay, er, relatively like this is a, really early on. The assassin is following Paul yeah. Sherman, yeah, 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 which is American, fairly yeah. American yeah. version of him, whatever. He's following him. That whole cat and mouse thing, yeah, was really good. Oh no, like that, that was great. Yeah, yeah, and then. He kills the assassin. And I'm like, I thought that bad guy was going to last a lot longer in this movie. Okay? <laughs> no, I thought some of that stuff was good. But I just, in order for me to really get into the action scenes that are, like, to care about the action scenes, I just, I had to care about the character and I didn't. No. I didn't. I And I don't think, and I don't know, I've never seen him in anything else. And he's not a bad actor, but he was just really... I, he wasn't that appealing of an actor. He wasn't really engaging. It, it, it Like, I feel like if this... I mean, obviously, if you get someone as a high caliber as like Steve McQueen, put him in the movie, and boom, you yeah. got a movie there. Yeah. But this guy didn't good. didn't really have the charisma or the charm. Well, when he's doing action stuff, he's great. Well, I mean, he's convincing to do physical he's things. For sure. yeah, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's in the shape. He has a move where he will pull you and then flip you over That's... with his feet. It universally kills you. When he's, okay. when, he's, when, he's fighting that, when he's fighting that one guy on the boat and then he flips him you know, over to off the, off the boat. Or yeah. That was awesome. And, yeah. he, and he killed the assassin the same way. He grabbed him and did a flip. He like flipped him into a wall. The guy's neck got shattered. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. Like, oh, shit. That's that, that just how cool. he kills you. So uh, my favorite performance, actually, in the movie, I believe it's Vladek Shabal, And he played that priest guy. And he ends up being kind of the villain of the movie. Yeah. He was awesome. I loved his face. Like, he was such a cool actor 
and I liked him in the movie. So anytime he was on the screen, and you didn't know he was a bad guy at first, but you see his face, I'm like, oh, that guy, he's a oh, priest? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. He's, like, working with Paul, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. And the moment you see him, like, oh, that bad guy's working with him. <laughs> okay. That bad guy is trying to <laughs> fool the hero. Yeah. And he does, Yeah, but not. Because at the end... Yeah, There's yeah. some stuff, and I'm like, oh, apparently he knew the whole time. But I thought, right? no, but I thought, I thought he did a really good job, and the movie does not hold back as uh, getting being dark. Like, oh, the, they kill the girl, they kill the killer, and actually, her death scene is heartbreaking. Yeah, they like <laughs> they have her, yeah, and she's like terrified, and then he says. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And then he pulls out a chain and wraps it around her neck. And I'm like, what the fuck's and happening? The next shot, you see your hand. You see your feet. The next shot, you see your feet hanging. Yeah. yeah that was, As she that realizes, it's cool. cool. actually not going to be okay. And she gets scared. The final <laughs> finale, I thought, um, not the boat chase, but the final finale in that warehouse, too, I thought was kind of neat, too. Yeah. There's the, some neat Oh, yeah. When he Because get, he gets shot in that. Yeah. Sure, Sherman does. Yeah. yeah. And then he, like, has to, like, do some quick first game of, like, anything, which I'm like, I'm okay with that. Because he just got shot, and he could barely move after this. Right. But the bad guy death was great with that chain. Yeah. Puppet on a chain. Yeah, I that guess. was cool. Is that where it fucking comes from? That must. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even realize that till now. Well, also, too, so we'll talk about the boat chase. The well, boat yeah, chase, the whole movie, I'm like, when's the boat chase? When's the That's boat chase? That's all I did. So I'm I was like, Jerry, boat chase <laughs> we were, we're, like, checking or watching or watching the movie in the theater. We're like, where is it? And it's like, yeah, there's only, like, 20 minutes left. Okay, there it is. And um, it comes it's in. Good, it's a good 10-minute boat chase, dude. Yeah, it's now, so. <laughs> It's good, you know, and I think um, they. It's, it's directed by a different person. What's it was. Name? It's Don Sharp. It says yeah, Don Sharp did the boat chase. It sequence, says that, so. like, that's the first credit at the end of the movie. Yeah. The boat chase directed by Don Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck's Don Sharp? Yeah. <laughs> so it's. No, it's good. It, it's it's done really well. Again, I just had that problem with that. I didn't care. I didn't care about the character that much. That I was just like, yeah, I don't really okay. care. Once you get to the boat chase, I don't give a fuck. I just want to see a boat chase. <laughs> yeah, and and okay. and it delivers. You know, and actually, this is right after. Oh, the it went. It goes full spy movie for like the fast last half hour. Yeah, yeah. He gets the girl gets killed. He finds the girl, which is a complete coincidence because he should. He just they end up in the same area. Yeah. Okay. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. There's a. This okay. Oh, that one torture scene when they capture him. Yeah, and then they put like the it, sound it, thing death, on him. Death by headphones. <laughs> yeah, they put the sound thing on him. And he's like, no one can withstand no one. this, and, and he cranks it, and you can hear it get loud, and then it cuts, and it's all headphones. For the it's, most it's part, totally quiet. For the most part, the the movie was kind of taking place in the real world, and then it turns then into it goes, like full bomb. Well, he does that, like, and then the bad guy leaves <laughs> yeah, when he's course, got that, and I'm like, holy shit, this is full bond movie. I did like, <laughs> I did like it when the Sherman was just like, the guy was telling him like the evil plot, and he didn't care. He was just saying, I'm going to kill you. Oh, yeah. And then he I'm said more. Kill you. And then he said it again. I'm going to kill I'm you. Gonna, he's he kept like, saying he's it over and over the whole, again. The full villain monologue, and he just... I, he could not care less. You know, All he's going to do is kill that guy. It's funny because... In a boat chase. So, the, as I'm talking about it, I feel like I like it more than I actually did. Because I'm like, oh man, this sounds awesome. But I'm like... But I, in reality, I actually didn't like it that much. I I wish I did. Because there is some really neat stuff in the movie. I think the, the main really came down to me. And there was some also weird stuff with like putting like the hippies in there. And that felt really the hippies, dumb. But they didn't belittle the hippies no the hippies were heroin addicts yeah is what they were if anybody showed up and they were a hippie or they look like they might be a heroin addict they're a heroin addict yeah. heroin 
And marijuana are the only drugs that exist in this movie. <laughs> right. They're the only ones in this movie's universe. <laughs> marijuana will turn you into a heroin addict in this universe. I will say the music they was tell good. You that. Too. Music well, the was music good. was fun. Because it has the funky opening the opening theme song is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool. So let's talk about it, baby. I don't know. I think I'm thinking as I'm talking, I kinda want to give it because I was gonna give it a two. I'm, I was already a three star guy. Really, you liked it that much? I, I was okay. like, well, I know there's downtime, but yeah. when there, when the downtime, when there isn't down, when there is spy things going on, cat and mouse oh. action, uh, the boat chase. The yeah. boat chase is a full star. Okay? <laughs> the boat chase, I loved it. I was sitting there like, holy shit! How have I never heard of this? How have I not? Well, memes that involve this, boat and so chase? the boat chase starts <laughs> off kind of like in the ocean. It's middle of the but ocean, but then it goes into the canals in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, and then they're it's in Amsterdam cool. There. And well, it's well, he he escapes from the death trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course yeah. he does. The other guy is the bad guy has gotten on a boat. This one bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just a minion. Okay. And then he gets in his own boat that he got to the castle with. A yeah. castle with an actual fucking drawbridge, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's, like, chasing after him. And the bad guy hears it, and he turns around, he sees him. Then the bad guy pulls out, like, this double-barrel shotgun and points yeah. at him. So he starts doing this crazy <laughs> oh, jump yeah, maneuver yeah, yeah, so yeah. that he doesn't get shot. But then the guy pulls the trigger, and I'm like, did they forget to put sound in there? Because I'm like, oh, this is bullet. That was weird, empty. yeah. What happened? Okay. But then the bad guy t- turns around. He's in a the bad guy's in a bigger boat that I think is faster. But the little guy, the the good guy, is in yeah. a smaller yellow much big yellow boat. Yeah, can turn on a fucking dime. I did think that was cool that when they're kind of like playing that count and mouse game in, around the corners in the canal. Oh, and yeah. then they're like creep. He's creeping around That's the corner. Part of the, the boat gun. chase yeah, yeah, yeah. is there's no boat movement for part of it, and I loved it. He's like barely <laughs> creeping along. Trying and to edge around the, the corner of the Some birds, of the like, wall. fly, and he makes the bad guy shoot early. Yeah. It's 100%. Oh, he bonded. He totally luck bonded yeah, his yeah, way yeah, out yeah, of this. Yeah. Okay? So, I don't know. The more the more I'm talking about it, that I kind of want to give it a high rating. So, I might give it a... I, I think I'm going to go two and a half. But okay. I But I really just did not like the lead actor, and I just didn't care about anything going on in the movie. But the action set pieces are good. And, I can, and, That's uh, what I would say. The, the, the lead guy, I don't know if he's done anything ever again. No, okay. yeah, so I looked at stuff. He, he, was, uh, was there. he, I don't know, I, I, I didn't recognize him anything. He's the blondest human being I've ever seen. Okay? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that dude's blonde. But he works for America, apparently, okay? Yeah. Yeah, when there is spy stuff, yeah. when he's investigating things, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. When the bad guys are being bad guys, it's cool. There is a girl in here who has a doll, and she's been... Brain damage oh, by heroin was, use. And then stu- at the end, stupid. and then at the end, it's revealed she was a vegan all the time. She's dead a minute after that. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck did that do? Okay, <laughs> that was dumb. agreed. But yeah. then yeah. Yeah. there's a boat chase, and I'm like, I always forgiven. Okay, <laughs> boat chase. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, and it, you can go watch it. It's on. I think it's on YouTube. You, you can, can watch just it. look up. The boat chase is on YouTube. Okay. The boat chase, right. <laughs> the boat chase on YouTube. But there's some neat shots and I stuff mean, in the movie. I mean, the boat yeah. chase works better because it's right after she got the girl yeah, got yeah, murdered, yeah. and he is 
really pissed. Okay. And that stuff where he's saying, I'm going to kill you, yeah. does add to the boat chase. It does. Because I'm like, God he's, the, he's He's going after him. He's going after him. And I'm like, he's going to And it ends with a big explosion. And oh, he, yeah. He, he has a, because he, I don't know, the big, he didn't make the gap, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It ended. And then it goes to the next So scene, apparently, the um, I was doing some research on this. And um, uh, this boat chase influenced the Live and Let Die boat chase. Well, it, that's because it's better than the little left <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is. I think it is too. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's pump it on a chain. So, kind of a surprise. I mean, it's a surprise because I never heard of it before. Yeah. I wish it would. I wish the rest of the film would have lived up. It feels I, like it's the so, third movie in a series of movies. But the film, not. yeah. So, so I don't think the film. The plot isn't good enough to warrant those good action scenes, and that's no. The plot—it's a heroin thing. It's not. Yeah. This is a. It, they're trying to be a bond. If movie, it was, but the bad guy yeah. is literally just a drug dealer. Yeah. Okay. So if he it was trying to take over the world, he's trying to blow up the moon. Okay. I just wish it had a better plot to warrant the cool action in the movie. Yeah. So that was that's my issue with yes. it. That's why originally, initially, I was going to give it a two, but talking about how awesome the other stuff is, I'll give it a two and a half. So it's not. It's like it's not a I, terrible movie I, by I any was, means. At the end of this, I already had it in my head. I'm like, this is a three star action flick <laughs> from '72. '72, yeah. Which I'm I like, think originally, so it came out in London in '70, and I think probably oh, okay. re theatrically in '71. But he, it didn't it, come we, to Minneapolis he, until he works because our when we go back in time, we go back in time to Minneapolis. So yes. So he works for the U.S., but it came out in London. It's a, it's a British film, possibly. It is British film. Yeah. Why does he work for America? Just fucking make him up. Another <laughs> MI6 guy, okay? Our next movie that we saw was uh, Woody Allen in Play It Again, Sam. I was going to say Woody Allen's, but he did not direct it. No. He, he wrote it. It was directed by Herbert Ross, who, he's done a lot of stuff, actually. So he did, he did Steel Magnolias back in, you know, in 89, and he's, um, he's, there's some good movies that he's done, uh, Herbert Ross. So I was, you know, I'm like, well, that's not a bad director to do it. And at this point, I think Woody Allen has directed two or three movies because he did take the money and run bananas and i can't i don't know if everything you always want to know about sex but we're afraid to ask came up before or after this but it came out this year 72 and i've seen all those and i've seen i'm so i don't know where you stand on woody allen as the artist but i um i'm i'm a fan i actually really like woody allen he's actually one of my favorite filmmakers i've only seen this well you have never seen you haven't seen too many of his movies i haven't seen i've seen a couple of you see annie hall I don't think I've seen Annie Hall. Man. I might have seen Annie Hall. So Annie Hall is one of my favorite movies. I'm an old Manhattan's man. I one of my fucking seen. Manhattan's one of my favorite movies. I actually I've seen really Manhattan. like. Yeah, I really, I actually Wait, really no, like. I've seen stuff. Manhattan Murder. <laughs> Manhattan Murder Mystery. <laughs> that's yeah, a different one. That was good. Yeah, I, that one I've seen. Um, Bullet, and then he's of course he directs movies that he's not in too, like Bullets Over Broadway. I think what was it? God, there's so the one good. where the, the guy in the in the movie comes out of the movie. Purple Rose of Cairo. There which, we go. That's a great movie. I loved that. That's a good movie. I loved that movie in the '80s. Here's the thing. Yeah. If I had ever seen this movie, I never would have seen another fucking movie of his. Yeah. yeah. Because I have comes. never hated anything this is the one in I my do. entire fucking life. <laughs> this is the worst movie in the history of the fucking world. I told you. I I'm going to tell you. you. I'm going to fucking tell you. Right fucking now. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's another movie in this series that we have seen. Another, not more, in our show, in the podcast. Let it ride. That I've said is bad. Let it ride. That's a fucking four-star movie. <laughs> This movie is so fucking terrible. It starts right out where he's so sad for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sad. We're supposed to fucking like him? He's the most unlikable human being I have ever fucking seen. So, hold on. Let me talk about what the movie is first. 
It was funny. This is the one I knew you were gonna hate. <laughs> so I knew. I knew it's it was my good. worst. It's my least. It's my most hated movie. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like it ever. So I'm just gonna get it out of the way too. So um, you're not worried. I don't like it either. So I thought you had seen this before. I've never seen this. Oh, so well, and for I, some reason I thought you had seen. No, it no, no. And I so th- I, that's why I wanted to watch it. This is that's why I picked this because I've never seen it. And I like. Oh, Woody Allen. okay. So I was I was actually really looking forward to it, and I was I was definitely let down. I didn't hate it like you did. But I was really let down by this movie. Ten I was in. I'm like, if they don't fucking fix something, <laughs> and they didn't, it somehow got worse. No, I was, I was, um, I knew you were gonna hate it. So this movie is, in a nutshell, Woody Allen is um, a character who gets, um, he's gets divorced, and now he, I don't, he's <laughs> we're just supposed to be feel sad for him. We are. I'm the worst human being in the world, but my wife left me. Yeah, because you suck. Yeah. So he, so he has two friends, played by Tony Roberts and Diane Keaton. They're called morons, because they're <laughs> friends of his. Right. Okay. And so what they do, <laughs> sorry, I'm still laughing at your tie rat. That was really funny. So, <laughs> I think you're going to hit me for a second. No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought it well was your idea. I mean, he, I'd be hitting an old man. I was wondering I why. Okay. I was wondering why that you were so quiet after this movie was done. You were like, didn't say anything for like 30 minutes after the movie theater. I was just like, are you okay, Tim? So I had a feeling you hated it. Anyways, so he's trying to, and the, the rest of the movie is just a series of antics of him of being set up with different women. And then he ends up, Oh, maybe I like Diane Keaton, of course, but she's married to Tony Roberts. And then Diane Keaton's like, oh, I like you. And then they have an, a brief little affair, but then oh, it ends Casablanca God. style of him like, nope, <laughs> go go with uh, Tony Roberts instead. And so the whole, the idea of the movie is Woody Allen's character, um, Allen, he is obsessed with Casablanca. I actually really liked the opening credit sequence when he was watching Casablanca. I actually thought that was really well done. I mean, he good. was watching it. But he's like sitting there and he's so engrossed in it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's a big fan of this thing. Yeah. But then there's like a fake Humphrey Bogart yeah. that shows up. Yeah. And Humphrey so this Bogart, is his conscience. He's trying to like figure out how to be man enough because his wife has left him. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart starts telling him that he should hit women. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this. <laughs> I can't imagine. Right, right. What the fuck just happened? Right. <laughs> well, the guy that played him was, I've never, I don't really know him too much. Jerry Lacey is Humphrey Bogart. As far as being Humphrey Bogart, he did a pretty good job. I was fine. I actually, in the beginning, I thought they were going to do a better job of, like, making him be more right. in the shadows. Now, and then a couple of times, they're like, oh, he's right fucking there. I can tell that's not Humphrey Bogart. Right, anymore. right. <laughs> well, have you, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Christian Slater movie, uh, True Romance. Yes, I've seen In that True movie, he, his, um, he has a conscience, and it's Elvis, and it's played by Val Kilmer. Quentin Tarantino wrote the script. He said he got the inspiration to do that because of this movie. Because Qu- which was no, he, I'm not saying he liked the movie. I'm just saying he got. He, that's why he got the idea no, to do, yeah. do okay. the conscience. Okay. Of the, of There's the a couple of times we're here. I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fucking try. <laughs> I'm gonna try to find anything in this right. that I kind of think. Is so I usually really like Woody Allen and his persona. Well, I th- now this was based off the stage play. The problem for me is. Oh, I, it feels like a stage play, and I don't think it adapted particularly well. And not in a charming way, because sometimes you're like, oh, this feels like a play. Like like when I saw <laughs> Hateful Eight, oh, it's kind of like a play. But this was like a play, but it, it felt really stagey, and the dialogue just it just felt to service the next one-liner. And Oh, there are so many terrible one-liners. Right, and, and usually so, like, the, the movie that he wrote and directed after this called Sleeper is full of that, and it's... Such a fantastic I, I, movie. I, I saw so Sleeper good. as a kid. I, I, I enjoyed that. Great. But Sleeper is more 
slapsticky, crazy, weird yes. humor. Yes. This is trying to be yeah. this thing, and then periodically he pulls out a hair dryer that like tries to blow him so, away. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I actually is this, I, is this I not like, supposed to be in this movie. I thought that was funny. So my my favorite parts it of the movie. It just didn't make sense my, to be in this movie. My favorite. Well, the, see, and that's what I think it was trying. It was trying to do this balance of slapsticky and. But that was like the one stuff. scene with lipstick. That's not balance. Right, right. So he did this better. He does it better later on with Annie Hall, where he mixes well, yeah, everything. The, you so. can see that a lot of this is his early stuff, yeah, where he's yeah. his fourth yeah. wall breaking thing, yeah, yeah. where we talk. He talks to us. Yeah. But in this, it doesn't work no. because sometimes he says things. And you could tell it's just in his head. Yeah. And other times I'm like, that person's right there and they're obviously listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the play stuff doesn't really yeah. work too well. But I, so I did like, I actually laughed. I did laugh out loud when he did the blow dry thing. I thought. I was already enraged. I thought his physical comedy stuff, like the scene when um, the actress, I don't remember the character in the name, but the first person they set him up with uh, was the actress um, Sharon, played by uh, Jennifer Salt. And the scene when they're at the apartment and he's like, dropping everything and pulling like uh records out of their sleeve and it's flying that was funny to me i was laughing at the slap i was already so stuff. mad i couldn't so i thought I that stuff couldn't. was really funny and but this is where and I, this is where the part where i knew you're going to be enraged so about midway is, through the movie is this the part where they make jokes about, about a girl rape. who yeah. gets Kidnapped, raped, and probably murdered by bikers. But what if she likes it? Remember, Diane Keaton would like bring that up, and it was just, just gonna like fucking run you over with a fucking car. <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen. I am like, it was, why, yeah. Why is Diane Keaton horrible all of a sudden? Yeah, I am. Well, and she, she was like laughing about this girl yeah. who's who's been murdered, and then they're like, what the fuck just happened? Well, then there, there's <laughs> he even has fantasies where he's. Pretty much like attempting to rape oh, someone God. almost, well, right? He, I'm sorry. He and then does, he with Diane Keaton. He does attempt to rape Diane Keaton. He does. And, and then, then she, she comes leaves, back. And she comes right back. And I'm like, I've never hated you. I yeah. hate everything about this fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh, I was, God. I was really, I, you know, I was literally it, yeah. sitting there and I'm like, what are the fucking rules for walking out of a movie? <laughs> nope. Can't do it. <laughs> I was like, I was seriously considering asking you. I'm like, can we get out? What are the rules for just walking out of a movie? That literally tells you what if the movie literally is trying to brainwash you into being a fucking Nazi, which isn't what this is doing. No, but it's trying to brainwash you into being a, an abuser of women. Right. Right. Okay. And, <laughs> And also, I was missing Woody Allen's because I actually like his directorial style because he does a lot of more long takes than like Herbert Ross was doing. So it just, I it, for me, it, I like I said, I didn't hate it, but I I ended up really not liking the story. I didn't care. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't want Diane Keaton and Woody Allen to be no, together. I, I was didn't. like, I know, I knew it was going to happen. I'm like twenty minutes in, and I'm like, they're going to end up fucking together. And I yeah. just fucking hate it. It's going to be so fucking... It's so, it was just obvious. And also, I'm like, I'm just... I'm going to fucking hate it. But I also could tell this is just where he learned the fourth wall breaking stuff. Yeah. yeah. That goes on. Well, I think because he did this play in 1969 before he even made a movie. So... Or yeah. directed a movie. So this was him. So I'm going to give it... I know it's going to be way too high. I, it's a two for me. Um, oh, no. Zero. I know it's zero for you. But <laughs> it was two for me because I, I did like... There. I did like some of the slapstick stuff, and I laughed out loud. More or less, it was usually in the first half of the movie. It was the second half that I was just kind of like, ah. so I was really disappointed by this as a as a diehard Woody Allen fan because I would consider myself a diehard Woody Allen fan. It's two. 
It, I, I was disappointed. So and it's and it's a critically acclaimed film. I was film going. I, I checked ninety seven fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I the fucking hell. Um, <laughs> so I tried. Yeah, there's yeah, that yeah, one yeah. point where him and Diane Keaton are like gonna get together, or whatever, yeah. which was already yeah. fucking driving me crazy. Yeah, but his imaginary <laughs> ex wife, which is also like an imaginary person who intrudes on him. Yeah, because he's a fucking. You do know. He is schizophrenic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he, he hears voices and sees he, people. Everybody are his best friend. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She shows up and shoots the imaginary Humphrey Bogart. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, that was actually interesting. And then you know what happened next scene? Humphrey Bogart's back, and I'm like, not interesting anymore. <laughs> you don't even keep a yeah. fucking cannon yeah. in your head, you loser. Okay, if he if that had actually <laughs> killed the Humphrey Bogart character, and because Humphrey Bogart's character is dead, he actually becomes mildly a better person. He doesn't actually become a better person. He <laughs> he doesn't want to get caught in it. You're supposed to think, oh, he's he's going to make sure this this affair doesn't happen because they shouldn't be together. No, it's because he's afraid to get caught. Yeah, that's the reason he doesn't want the affair to happen. That's not because he's a good person. No. It's because no, he's a, no. a double bad person. Okay? Yeah. yeah, he really, out of all his, like, his future movies after this, like, I liked all of his characters. Like, Albie Singer and Annie Hall's great. But, it, like, yeah, no, this character was really not very likable. Don't like no, him. no, you oh, don't. The character of Alan? Mm-hmm. Alan. You don't like him. Yeah. It just named his fucking character Alan. Alan. And it's spelled I'm just gonna. But... Hey, I'm just going <laughs> to na- name your character Kennedy. Okay. Right. That fine? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. Playing against Seth Soder. Next one is probably going to seem like God I'm with Kaiser the wind. Sose, by the way. <laughs> Ooh. Fucking dumb. Oh, no. That's okay. That movie. I've never seen that movie. You want to know why? Because I lived through fucking hell with that fucking last name. Oh. Okay? I should see it, though. Kaiser. Oh, Kaiser. Oh, I didn't even see that. Tim Kaiser. Kaiser Sose. Duh. Yeah. Sir, I lived through it for fucking 12 fucking years. Oh, it's so good. Of daily bullshit. It is a very, uh, very like, good occasion. Anyways. <laughs> Well, next movie's going to seem like Gone with the Wind to you. So here we go. Oh, we got... it does. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't expect to like this movie at all. But it's so much not. It didn't make me want to kill everybody. Yeah. Skyjack. <laughs> so Skyjack. So we saw the trailer or the poster or whatever. And it looks, you see like this, you know, if you look um, up the poster, cool if you're graphic. watching this, cool it is graphic. a cool graphic of like this. I don't know what you would call that, but it's like a, a repeated image of like a yeah. airplane There is no stock footage of airplanes in this. No, I was going to mention that. I was that. like, there's fucking airplane porn in this movie. Yeah. There's tons of it. Yeah. Every time they show that fucking plane, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it is the not actual stock, It is plane. not stock of footage. So, <laughs> this is a disaster movie, and disaster movies at this point were just starting to become all the rage. Yeah. In the 70s, it was a, it was a subgenre that was just huge. And, and skyjackings happened once a week. Okay? <laughs> the 70s so, and 60s well, were nuts with skyjackings. So, Airport came out in 1970, was nominated for Best Picture. You have Poseidon Adventure that came out in 72. I don't know if it was before or after this. I, I, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. I, I should, so we should, Earth, Can we travel to that sometime? Yeah, now? we could. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Earthquake, time. Earthquake, Towering Inferno. But then, you know, you get some crazy, oh. like, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, and God, The Swarm, Avalanche. The Swarm. That, um, does that count? Yeah, the Swarm. Does Frogs count? No, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> so this, you know, and, and this, so this one is takes place on a plane and it's going to minneapolis the flight like, yay oh, so, minneapolis. So that's the, the, the second airplane movie that involves minneapolis. his airport's in minneapolis and, well, in minneapolis, and, oh, and min- millennium that we did that and, we saw and, yeah, oh, yeah 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 airplanes in minneapolis Mi- or airports in Air- minneapolis oh really yeah. oh, wow, but, okay. but millennium's in but here's the thing in both millennium and in skyjacked mm-hmm. 
They're on their way to Minneapolis, and neither of them actually land in the Minneapolis airport. Okay, <laughs> that's right. This one, it's um, there is a routine flight, and Charlton Heston's the the flight on it, and then they discover someone discovers a message written in lipstick on the mirror that says "bomb on plane." You go to Anchorage, Alaska, and yeah, and all, Anchorage, you know, Alaska, or or or, or, or die, or, or die, or pretty death, much. Think it so they're trying like to figure that. out who it is, and. Just like every, which I'm like, it's there's one. Oh, you know, there's like, one bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, you could see whoever went in the bathroom. It's got to be somebody went there. It's got to be like two people. Yeah, and one of them is Susan Day. Okay, <laughs> from the Partridge Family yeah, yeah. and L.A. Law. So this is another thing. When you watch movies from the early seventies, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see so many people. And I'm like, I know that person. I know that yeah. person. I know that person. There's Rosie Greer. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, in the movie introduced like most disaster movies. They have the standard cast of characters. You got the married couple. You got this person. You got so you got the jazz guy played by Roosevelt Greer, Gary Brown. He was cool. I liked him. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he was cool. But and then you got James Brolin, who's this like army guy, and Walter Pigeon plays the senator, and and then you have so it introduces everyone like the first little part of the movie. The first half of this movie is a mystery as to who. The person who right. was skyjacked. But as you can tell by the performance of James Brolin, you can tell it's James well, Brolin. They, they tried, right away. They tried to like make you think it could be this old guy. Okay. It could be this other old guy. Oh, it could be the it black be, guy. It could yeah, be the yeah, senator. Yeah, yeah. It could be Rosie yeah. Greer, but not really. Um, no. But it's probably this guy. Yeah. And I actually found it to be a, a pleasant surprise when it was the guy we all thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Rosie because I'm like. Sometimes they try to throw like all these curves at you, and it's actually one of the curves. And I'm like, no, it's just that guy, that guy who's obviously crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they do try to do some red herrings, but it doesn't really. Yeah. No, didn't really go. So then the second half of the movie is then they're trying to figure out a way to appease him or yeah. stop him. It's or tense. there's some um, tense shit in that second half. Of the movie. I would say so. Yeah, this movie did surprise me. I did not expect to like it as much. I don't think it 100 percent works. And I'll well, go into a little bit the why. love story. Oh there's the God. flashbacky love story yeah. shit, which is the love theme from, from the Skyjack shows up. It's so fucking It awful. is not good. It's so terrible. No. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like the captain and co-pilot yeah. are in a love triangle that need, that the co-pilot doesn't actually know he's in a love triangle. Yeah. So it's one of the <laughs> flight like attendants. Really and and Charlton. Oh, right. But then you got Charlton Heston. It was, oh, they used to be in love. Yeah. And with, with Angela, who was the, the head stewardess. Or yeah, they were showing flashbacks. And I'm like, when that does was, this take place? Is this a recent or is this the distant past? Does this Because he was having, a, and then, because he was having an affair with his, uh, uh, you know, with this girl. Yeah. You know, it, and then. You don't need any of that shit. And then later on, they show him with his wife and it's like, I'm, you know, like. There's, there's a, a fucking skyjacking. You don't need any of that shit. No. Okay. None of. None of there's I, what, a pregnant lady who gives birth. Yeah, on the plane, which I'm like, is this airplane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, this is full airplane I, movie. But I, <laughs> and it stinks because of that stuff. Like, as soon as that comes in, it's like laughable. You're like laughing at it. But some of the the skyjacking stuff, that stuff is He's, actually done he, really well. He is scary, insane. James James Bond. Fucking so he has, he pulls a fucking grenade, and pulls the pin on it, and he just holds it in his hand for like twenty fucking. He minutes, goes okay. A little over the top. Yeah. Uh, his performance. A little, like... A little, oh, yeah, but he's kind of supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he really... He, over the top. he really goes... He, like, he does I'm a go... subdued, psychomath murderer. Yeah, but I, I, I just maybe just dialed it up a little bit, but anyway, Go crazier! That's what I say. <laughs> but that scene when he kind of reveals himself, 
and he starts just hi like he's <laughs> fighting off everybody. Also, there's flashbacks that we see of his that was where weird he's too. like getting a medal, but I don't think they're real. They're just like fantasies he's having because yeah. later on he has a fantasy where the Soviets are going to give him a oh, medal. Yeah, because gonna he's defect because he's going to defect lots of yeah. little pieces of lead is what the Soviets because he's going to defect. Uh, <laughs> that's his plan to yeah. eventually go to Moscow and defect over there or whatever. That's some tense stuff. Yeah, because yeah. he they're making. He, they, he makes them land yeah. in uh, in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And then he says, fill this thing up. We're going to Moscow. Yeah. And, and, and Chuck Heston is like, you can't make Moscow. And he goes, I made you come to fucking Anchorage because I did the math. We can make Moscow oh, from Anchorage. Wow. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay. Uh, they do get some of the people off the plane. Yep, they do. At that point. Well, pretty much... Using mild weird Pretty much trickery. anyone that's not in the supporting cast is off the plane. Anybody <laughs> whose name you've never heard before. Okay. All the extras are off the plane. Well, <laughs> a couple of the other stewardesses the do left. get off the plane at the point. And oh, I'm like, the they girl, a character in this Leslie Uggum, Les, Leslie Uggum, she was the black one, and she yeah. was awesome. Like She, she was, was awesome. Like, I wanted her to hang around because well, she, I was love, like, she was like the hottest one. Well, and also, too, <laughs> when she comes, when she when she leaves, she looks at Jason Rowland and she's like, up yours! You know, like... <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> Screw you, buddy. It was like, yes, that was great. But anybody who was in first class is really what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to stay. You said to stay. Because they, they were the paid cast. So Yeah. They, yes. <laughs> we, we, you've been paid to be in this movie. You're staying for another week. Okay. So this is directed by John Gurman, and he did a lot of disaster type stuff. I believe he was one of the co-directors on Towering Inferno. He also directed the 1976 remake of King Kong. So Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He also that, did, I, that one does not. I me. believe he also directed <laughs> King Kong Lives. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> King Kong Lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. is, is the, one of those movies that's so bad. Yeah, no, I it's agree. Fucking amazing. Oh no, I like King Kong. Lives. The fucking giant <laughs> artificial heart that they create for. I'm gonna whatever different movie we're not talking. Oh, about. Oh, I'm gonna digress okay. a little bit. I sorry, I have to go to King Kong Lives. King Kong Lives. So there's this scene. Have you seen the movie The Big Hit with Mark Wahlberg? Yes. So there's I was a, thinking about that recently because so there's, there's that scene, one guy who had never yeah, jerked off before. Bookie was the one So there's a scene. There's a scene in the movie where well, it's a running <laughs> gag in that movie that he has to return King Kong lives to the video store. Is it King Kong lives? It's King Kong lives. I gotta watch and that so movie. The whole movie anyways, yeah. I gotta watch that movie. Again. Wow, that we really digress. Okay, back to Skyjack. So the film <laughs> itself, it's directed pretty dang well. I think the direction is good. As you said before, um, at the start of this, they didn't use any stock footage of this of of of, uh, airplanes or anything. The photography in the air is fantastic. It looks so good. Even like the scene when they almost collide with the other, with the small plane, the barnstormer plane. Wow, like that looked really cool. Yeah, that that was was really well done. That was nifty, and they just had to fifty fifty. And it's like I don't know where it is. I got to turn one way or the other, or we're gonna die. Uh, There's also the plane, the time when. When the Russian makes are like zooming oh, past like them. there it is. Yeah, yeah it's, not, like, it's so uh, great. And then I, I would see them coming in, and I'm like, is this finally stock footage? No. And then they cut to the scene. There's a little picture on with here. The seven where seven, with the 707. They're all flying next yeah. to it. And I'm like, nope. I mean, those must not be MiGs. No. They just mocked right. them up. I don't yeah. know what MiGs look like. Right, right. They were just, they weren't actual Russian planes. Okay? No. But they had them fly right next to so I'm like, so, Jesus. They really went overboard on this front plane. Yeah, footage. and I'm not the biggest Charlton Heston, but he does fine <coughs> in this movie. Oh like, yeah, he did a good job. Uh, I, I I read a review after watching yeah. it, and one of them just said Charlton Heston was literally 
designed to be a pilot. <laughs> he does it, fit, it looks yeah. exactly yeah, like I yeah. would. Whenever you're on an airplane, you imagine a guy was who he, looks just like Chuck Heston. Was he in one of the plane. airport movies? Airport seventy five. Maybe I have to check this. I don't think he was in any of those. Okay. There's George Kenny isn't like three of them. Yeah, he said he has three. I'm going to say this. So I'm not. Disaster films aren't my. I usually I'm not a big fan of disaster movies. So. I actually... Well, here's the thing. This this is not a disaster movie no, because, a, like, two people died. Right, right, right. <laughs> and one of them's like a reporter that you never do. I, I actually <laughs> like this better than Airport, so... <laughs> it's not saying much. No, it's Airport not. Well, Airport was nominated for Best Picture in 1970, but it's, like, it's not that great of a movie. No. Even, I'm not a big fan of Towering Inferno, but this is a taut, kind of tight this thriller. Is, if you can get rid of that lovey shit. I agree. You can make this I an agree. hour and 20 minute movie right. by cutting 10 minutes Yeah, because this is an like, hour and 41 minutes. This thing but yeah. fucking zips by, it's tense, it'll make you feel good. Oh, and then <laughs> the beginning of the movie, I love the pre-title sequence because the pre-title sequence, you know, you see Charlton Heston get ready to get on the plane and he's like, oh, wait, that thing's gone, you know. There is some weird stuff there. They they don't, they, they don't check off his gun stuff no, because right. and they're walking up there and he's like, oh, you got to repair this thing. You got 10 minutes to fix it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a big deal later. Never going to talk about that again. <laughs> Okay. Not a thing. <laughs> no. And then they uh, and then they go to like and they introduce all the people in the airport. And then they show like this. Re- it's actually a really good close up zoom of like the makeup lady like zooms up to these like lipsticks like three times. Yeah. You're like, well, what's up with the lipstick? And then one of them's gone. Yep. And then all of a sudden they show them. And then later on the lipstick is. He also on, like, uses like, it. They show him writing a note on yeah. like a piece of paper, yeah. and they show him actually doing it. Yeah. But you just see his hand. Right. And I'm like, you can see it at that point, it can get, it gets worn down. And I'm like, right. but it wasn't worn down. You already, <laughs> already wrote on the window, but whatever. Okay? But then, but but, it looked, it's, it's but, cool. It's so cool they have shot, a pre-title though. sequence, and then the plane takes off, and then the title skyjacked, and the music, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. That music was there, awesome. There's some banging, banging tunes. And I've never heard of this composer. Perry Botkin Jr. is this composer. I can see I on this up, magical but... interwebs here yeah. that you've clicked on a link with him. I did. I had okay. to look up what he did, but he didn't do a whole lot. But his score is fantastic throughout oh, yeah. the movie. And this is the second best score in one oh, of the movies. Oh, absolutely. It's for sure. miles behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, so, and then it gets to the climax and stuff. And spoiler alert, you know, uh, Josh Brolin, or Josh Brolin, James Brolin gets killed. Whoa! But, but the way by, it's killed gets is killed awesome. By, gets killed by commies. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians shoot him, and then he lands on some grenades that walk out of Because he had you in But it didn't look that fake. It looked pretty good. It looked pretty the good. Practical the practical effects in this actually, was pretty good. I say, boom, he doesn't actually explode into a million pieces. He's just there, more dead. Okay. Well, it's just like the middle section of yeah. him gets it blown like, out. It's like yeah. comedic or anything. It's no, just it's like, like holy shit, that dude's fucking super <laughs> dead now. Okay? There's no. no no sequel for you. Right, right. <laughs> and then it's funny because so if you look at the uh, the beginning of the movie, it says Charlton Heston, and then whoever played Angela, I can't pronounce her name. Is it Yvette? Yeah, Yvette. I would say that Yvette. Her name is above the title. Because the love story is the most important story you, in the movie, honestly. Well, and I, and, and I feel like that it's a commonplace around this time period, too, is that they always have to kind of shoe like in Puppet on a Chain. They got to shoehorn that in. You don't need it. You don't need the, you don't need the love story. You no, didn't, you don't. You didn't need I mean, this. Here's the thing. In that, you could, in Puppet on a Chain, they could have just begun really good friends. Right. They could have known each other for a long time. They right. don't need the love interest shit. No, because I... Because once she dies, it does. it's supposed to mean something. So... Okay? I, but you don't need the love interest for that. I'm going to mildly recommend this because I think the a lot of the disaster stuff and, and the plane stuff's good, but it, I really did not like that, the love interest Oh, the stuff. love it, stuff is terrible. It comes in it's and... It's so bad. Well, you're... Because the first flashback, you hear the music and all of a sudden you see... 
Charlton Heston pushing her on a swing in oh, slow motion. God. It's so. And I'm like, what? I'm like, is that this... felt like airplane. That felt like it was that, making fun of. That, that was parody. That, that was, was a parody. making fun. But I think it might have been. It was just. I don't know how to direct this. Maybe that was a second directing group or something. That was By not the way, good. We need and whenever those happened, it was just Chuck and her. Yeah, they were the only ones in those fucking flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And so I legitimately think that might have been a completely different crew. That <laughs> it could have been. Well, it could have been because I don't know if you've ever heard of second unit direction. Yeah, that's that's, pro- not, that's, that's the probably the second unit. It's probably it second unit that, doing that because it was just them. Yeah, they they, they literally went to Chuck's house. because yeah. he was by far the most famous guy in this movie. Yeah. Well, Rosie Greer is not unfamous, but for completely different reasons. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a two and a half. And it's a strong two and a half out of four because the other stuff is pretty dang good in the movie. It's it. I was expecting this to be a terrible film, to be I honest. I was expecting this to be comedically horrible. Right, and it wasn't. And I'm like, it wasn't. 10 minutes in and I'm like, it's pretty fucking good. No, it's not bad. <laughs> that it, love it, interest it, shit happens. I'm like, oh, uh, spiraled. And then it goes back to the plane, and I'm like, it's pretty good again. Yeah. <laughs> so it is it is absolutely watchable. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's just, it, no. You can literally, whenever it flashbacks, you can go to the bathroom real quick. Okay. okay? <laughs> that'll work just fine. Okay? Yeah. So that was Skyjacked. Next one we have is The Cowboys. So this one, this is interesting because... So this is directed by Mark Rydell, 1972, and it came out. You've never seen this. I had seen Oh, you had seen movie. it. Okay. So I'm were, watching it, and I'm like, you were, okay. oh, I've seen part. Well, here's the thing. When uh, when when the cook co- shows up, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've seen this. Yeah. But then I'm, I kept sitting there waiting for, like, the deja vu moment where, like, I, I've seen that scene. And I'm like, that never happened. But I'm like, but I've seen this. I've seen parts of this movie. <laughs> See, okay, so maybe it was maybe it's on TV when you were a kid. I or must, have. must have. Yeah. I, it was like it, I when I saw him show up. I saw it a few years ago, and so I picked this because because <laughs> we're looking at the things, and you said you didn't see it, so I was just like, oh, let's go check it out. So what's interesting about this? So John Wayne at this point was, you know, obviously this he only made movies for until 1976. At this point, he was I've still seen making. The- Shootist. Yeah. The final one. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. He's pretty good now. Yeah. Like, the, his last 10 years, he was just shooting out movies, probably like two to three, sometimes four oh, movies yeah. a year. And he was still doing that. And most of the time, they were Westerns. At this time, at this point, and you could get a, kind of get a sense when, you know, we're at the theater of, like, audiences are so used to this by now. It's just like, it's almost like they're taking... John Wayne movies for granted. It's like, oh, it's Big Jake again. It's oh, it's the, yeah. it's Cahill uh, again. Yeah. It's this. So it's another. And I've seen a lot of those from that period, and they all kind of run together. They mm-hmm. all kind of um, run I together. Seen and they, as many of those and they, as you. And they all kind of feel the same. This one does not, does not. feel actually, the same. This, this one. Different. This Here's one has thing. some special sauce John in Wayne it is that makes thrilling. it. He is the lead actor, but the, this is a not a story about John Wayne's character. No, this is about those. Cowboys. Yeah. And yeah. By boys, we mean 15 to 12 year olds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this movie, John Wayne, and, and he doesn't play a sheriff or a marshal. No. He, he plays a, a, a cowhand. Yeah. And so, he owns, he, he owns a cattle yep, farm. Yep. What do you call it? Ranch. <laughs> Ranch. There we go. So, he, you know, but, and he's used to always, you know, every every season or whatever, like, oh, we got to gotta bring the cattle over and get some money and, and so I can survive the winter. Well, 
a gold rush in this town came, and so everyone has gold fever, so they all left for the mountain. So he doesn't. Yeah. There's nobody they heard there about possible gold. Right. You know, it's like a two week ride away. Right. So these people are gone, yeah. and they ain't coming back no. for a month at earlier. No. Okay? And so, so he useless. doesn't know what to do. He has no one to go, and you know he's he's still married, but he had two boys that he said gone bad, and so he doesn't. Uh, they don't, they're not around anymore. Does he they're, say they're gone dead. bad? They're he said dead. gone bad. He said gone, they gone bad. Did they get killed by cops or something? They never said. <laughs> okay. They just said they'd gone bad. I don't know if he killed them or if, like, I don't know. Who knows? Mysterious. Anyways, so he gets the idea from someone to, by Slim Pickens. <laughs> Slim Pickens is the it. only scene where Slim Pickens is in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I'm more Slim. Yeah. You don't need him. <laughs> but so he uh, kind of tells him, uh, hey, check out these, these boys at the school. They're another 8 to 15-year-olds, you know. And so he go, they go over to the schoolyard, and he's like, eh, I don't know. Make a long story short, he hires a bunch of kids from the school from the school to go on a cattle drive. Because he just needs anybody that'll do it. Right. <laughs> and so the first 45 minutes of the movie is him kind of teaching them the ropes and how yeah. to do it at the ranch. Yeah. What I like about this movie, I mean, this movie's two hours and ten minutes. It's That's not a super long movie. Well, okay. And also, part, keep in mind, there's an overture in the beginning yeah. Yeah. and there's an intermission. Yeah. So this movie's two hours. There's two hours of movie here. Right, right. Okay. But what, what's what's great about it though is that I think the movie the mo- I like how the movie takes its time. Oh, it does. It doesn't just it it, it, just it, goes it doesn't. Along, boom, 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 stuff's happening. There's kids. There's bad guy characters that don't show up until like halfway through the fucking movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. They get them on the cab drive, and then one of the kids is played by um a 17, 18 year old Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine plays Slim, one of the main, okay. one of the main kids. It's Robert Carradine. I, I, I didn't know who, who any of the kids 12 were. years later was Lewis on Revenge of the Nerds. So that's, there he is. Wow, Lewis, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> so what happens is they end up going on the cattle drive, and then Bruce Dern's in there. He shows up, and he's like, hey, do you need some help, you know, with uh, you know, to the cattle drive? I heard that you need some hands. And he's like, well, who have you worked with before? And Bruce Dern says, oh, this person and this person. Stinks up shit. Yeah. Obvious lies. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, oh, you worked with him. Well, he died seven years ago, so you're lying. Yeah, so get out of here. I was literally a pallbearer at his funeral, so I'm yeah. super sure he's dead because I killed him. So, <laughs> That's what he said. So <laughs> right away, Bruce Dern loses points with John Wayne. And he's like, get out of here. He's like, and oh, oh, so yeah, he mostly, and he says, oh, uh, what, what can I do, buddy? If you're lying to me, I'm not hiring you. Yeah, he's also, like, I don't, because he's he said, like, he also has like 15 kids already. Right, right, right. Need, need more people. Well, he's like, we used to be, you know, I, we were, we just got out of jail and sometimes people don't like that. Like, well, I don't care that, but you lied to me. So that's, you know, that was the main thing. He's like, I don't care that you're in jail, but you're, you lied yeah. to me. Get out yeah. of here. Probably so because that, he had sons that were horrible criminals. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Right. So anyways, oh, and then he, I mean, he hires a cook played by Roscoe Lee Brown, who's really good in this movie. He's great in it. I really like him. He's, I it's guarantee people who didn't know anything about this movie and i was one of them because yeah. when he showed up i'm like fuck i've seen this part of this movie. yeah he's really great i've seen him talk to these kids yeah, before. roscoe lee brown and he and he's black and, and that comes into play because there's like you know they talk the kids that somehow never seen a black guy before right. and i'm well, like you don't know, you kind of live in the south Whatever. well i mean well it's i mean the west south so i mean i don't know it's like maybe it wasn't as common you know maybe and uh so i, well, I guess they're in like montana actually, yeah yeah which is not the south no and it's funny because they bring up race, but I don't think it was necessarily racist. The only people who say anything... Well, Bruce Stern's racist, but he, that's Stern. his character. Yeah, because, but, he's, but the he's, kids weren't. He's the villain. The no, kid, the kids actually... I mean, they do drop the, the N-word, but they're just like... It was just a just, common word back then. Yeah, word. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yes. they only say it the one time. Yeah. They're just like, wow, so you're just like us. I'm like, is, yeah, even, is, they, is even your thing black? He's like, yep, it's black too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better. And what, well, the kids at one point steal a bunch of booze. Oh, yeah. From 
from uh, Roscoe Lee Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Nightlinger's and, his name. And they're like, yeah. they're like, and him and Roscoe and uh, John Wayne watching them get drunk. Yeah, because and they're like, the, that dark skinned bastard could better than my mom. So this movie is definitely trying to be like, be accepting of everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. But don't, don't be accepting of bad guys who lie to you. Okay? <laughs> so, I mean, okay, fine. Man. Right. So, <laughs> so the rest of this, so the movie's kind of like a coming of age story with these boys, you know, trying to go through the, and there's also the little subplot too, because then they, there's another kid that comes by and he's, is he Mexican? That other kid that comes in? Yeah, I wasn't clear. They didn't like him. The other kids didn't like him. Yep. I wasn't sure why. I'm like, is he Mexican? Is he Native American? Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was Native clear. American. Yeah, he was better than the other kids. Yeah, he does save one of the other kids' lives. Yep. So they let him in, and yep. so they kind of become friends. Yep. And then at the end of the movie, here's the thing: I'm somewhat concerned. I'm I'm not concerned. Not concerned is not the right word. I'm like. There might be a chance we just don't spoil the end of this movie because people should talk. Oh, oh, I. But I don't know. I have to spoil it. So okay, we're good. I have to because I. I the, the, what I have to uh, talk about, like what, oh, what like right. so. Anyways, and I and and I, I kind of knew about it going in. Uh, what happened? Oh, too, sorry, so we I, forgot about a thing. Yeah, music by John Williams. John Williams, which is great. It's it's if a the great overture store, is starting up, and it's wonderful. I'm just like wonderful. Holy shit. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this. It's so and there's good. literally a black screen that says the word overture yeah. and music. Yep. It is <laughs> so good. And um, so I saw in, in 1995, I saw John Williams live in concert. That was the first thing he did was, was the theme from was really? the Overture of the Cowboys. Just, but it didn't start with Star Wars. Nope. Right into wow. the Cowboys. It was awesome. So, That's cool. Yeah. Then what happens is later on, because it's like this uh, coming of age story, but then towards the end or to the like second third of the movie, or last third of the film, the, yeah. is Bruce Dern's... This they is show the up, third they've, act of the they've film. Been tra- they've been kind of tracking them down, yep. and their intention is to steal the herd yep. for themselves. It's not just Bruce Dern. And, and when Bruce Dern showed up originally, it was him and like three guys. But he's he got, has like 15 dudes. Yeah, yeah, okay, at least. At guys. least. <laughs> so he shows up, and and he kind of like... And he, he like he, I mean, he's being mean to the kids. He's smacking them around. Oh. He's beating them up. And one of the he's kids threatening them like what? he threatens them with a knife and like putting yeah, it to his that one throat. kid because like oh the one God. kid like sees him sees them. And he's like, don't you and tell? He's him. Like he he doesn't kill the kid. No. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Really crazy thing happens in this movie. One of the kids dies. Oh yeah. That's during complete. a stampede. Yeah. 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 Not killed by the bad guys. No. Just killed. During the job. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, well, they killed one of the kids. Well, that's why I thought this movie was really brave and just, it was, it, it was just really showing like how these, what these kids had to go through and they didn't even need like the, the villain action part, but it was still awesome. No. Yeah. So when this part comes in John, and uh, Bruce Dern confronts John Wayne and you're just like, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for John Wayne to fucking kick this guy's ass. Uh, John Wayne <laughs> does not kick that guy's ass. John no, Wayne does not. Does but, not live so it's this funny. Movie. So okay. I want to know. Have you like, seen this movie before? No, no, no. So no, I have. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying the first, like when I saw it for the first okay. time, I was just like, oh, he's gonna, you know, and I was, I couldn't believe how far that they took this because imagine, and then when this movie came out, it actually. Um, the audience, it got critically good reviews, but the audience did not like it because of the ending. Because they're so used to seeing John Wayne be John Wayne. But here's the thing. And that's what I liked about this. The end of this has John Wayne, all the bad guys are there. They're like He's surrounded yeah. by yeah. them. Yeah. And he's completely being total badass John yeah, Wayne guy. Yeah, absolutely. He does 
just straight up get shot in the back. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he, Bruce Dern. Numerous times. Okay. Yeah. He does not live through this movie. No. That Bruce Dern and his thugs just take the entire fucking herd. Right. Of stuff. And you're just like alive. Yeah. And you're just like the last twenty of this movies is those kids kill all of them. Oh my god. (laughs) That this ending is so like usually when you when you go see a John Wayne movie, I bet you most of the people that came to this or saw the movie in the theater with us when we saw it, mm-hmm. we're like, we're going to see a John Wayne movie. We're going to see him get the bad guys. It, I mean, the poster writes right there. It says John Wayne and, and the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. So I mean, it's just like, that's <laughs> it. We're going to watch this. And imagine the shock that everyone must have felt like, what the fuck just happened? The main star is dead. Yeah. They killed him. It, they, There's still a half an hour left in the movie. First they killed one of the kids. Yeah. Then they killed John Wayne. Okay? Right. But what's so great about it. So, so they're like, they bury John Wayne and they're like, okay. And then Roscoe Lee Brown's like, okay, everybody, we're heading back home. I, he promised me I'm, I have to take you home. Oh, and when John Wayne's on his deathbed and he's just like, I'm proud of each and every single one of you. And I'm yeah. like, holy cow. Like that was such a great scene. Great moment. Now, what the kids do, like just before they leave, like now, and they tie up Roscoe Lee Brown. Yep. They go to the the and the, Roscoe hundred percent knows this is only happening because they're going to go at because the yeah. kids are going to go. Well, out. and then well, what the thing is, they grab all the guns yeah. from from you know because they because he took all the guns because they all they were packing before they went on the trip. Well, and, well when the murder happened, uh, the cook Roscoe yeah. Lee Brown was not there. No, he the, wasn't. The thing he was in, his uh, the wagon. wagon. His wagon. wagon wheel. Had, had yeah. lost a wheel and he had to repair it. Yeah. So there was like a whole day where he wasn't with yeah. them, which is when the murder and yeah. all that shit happened. Yeah. And so he shows up and so that's why he's still alive because he totally would have been killed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And both being yeah. uh, the only other adult and a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Two reasons they would have right. killed him. They, they, so they get all the guns, and then Roscoe Brown, like, what are you going to do? And just Robert Carradine, as Slim, looks at him. He's like, we're going to finish the job. And I got goosebumps. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, they're going to finish the job. Let's fucking, fucking do this. cool, man. And it's really so good. So seeing these, like, 10, like 10 to 15-year-olds shooting the guys, and they are so committed. You buy it. Oh like, yeah, because those kids th- are good at this warfare, movie. Okay? Well, this movie really could have—you could have been like—it could have been a laughable scene with seeing these kids do that. It's pretty believable, and they—I buy—I buy in that they did this. I mm-hmm. bought that this yep. happened, and they trick a few of them and just oh, kill them great. one at a time. Oh, it's great! But then they kill the rest of them in a big shootout. <laughs> well, and, well, what's great too is that, that um, Roscoe says, "Okay, on time, I'll help you." And that scene, though, when he confronts Bruce Dern. And they string up Roscoe oh, yeah. Lee Brown. That is a terrifying it's scene. It's terrifying. And Roscoe's just like, just if you're going to hang me, I need to have, make peace with my God. Yeah. And so he starts making like a prayer. And he goes, I am. Uh, I want to be forgiven for all the people I've killed and all the men I'm about to kill. <laughs> and then uh, and Bruce Dern's like, what? what? And then, then boom, the kids start showing up. Oh, it's so great. And the way when Bruce, when Bruce Dern dies in the movie. When Bruce Dern dies, oh god, his death is awesome. It's so great because they, and it's so satisfying. Like again, yeah. I got goosebumps. But and and uh, you can't think of a more satisfying way because the whole movie or this whole last act, the kids are trying. They want to get revenge mm-hmm. uh, for John Wayne because this yep. person that they've grown to love. Yep. You know, and so this is also John Wayne. His whole the whole movie is like a character, you know, a character, like a 
metaphor for him like being a better father you know or something too for to these kids which is great but anyways but bruce stern like he, he has his leg broken because the horse falls on top yeah. of him and then it's he's broken real bad apparently. right and then the yeah. horse gets up and he's like t- his, well he's like don't let don't don't let the horse get up and, you know, don't let the horse yeah. move because it's just gonna hurt him even more yep so the of course they make the horse go up, get up and they uh his uh the, they have a rope tied to his foot yeah, and to and his other to, leg to the horse yeah and then that kid just pick, pulls out a gun. I really fully expected to shoot first turn. Nope. Nope. Just shoots, shoots it in the, in the air, air. And that the, horse takes off. And then just, you know, drags oh, him through the river he's and he's screaming bad the whole way. But it was great. But then when they do that, they do this great jump cutting of all the reaction shots of every kid. Oh, yeah. So great. It's so satisfying. Great. It's so good. Like, bam, 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 bam. We're like, yes. Very good. So. The direction of this film is really good. Mark Rydell. Oh, um, he it's went on so to, pretty. He's, this movie is gorgeous. He's, he directed all, on Golden Pond. Well, he's a really good. He's a good director. That's, that's makes you good, apparently. Yeah, he, he did the Rose with Bette Midler. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, Cinderella Liberty he did with James Con. Uh, but so yeah, he's a good director, and he's all he's also an actor too. He's in a, some other movies. Uh, Long Goodbye. He's re- he's a bad guy in that movie. He's really bad. I'm mean, really good at being bad. Anyways. I think the direction is fantastic in this film. It is so good. The action is good. All of the the stuff with the cattle is great. John Wayne, I think, so he won three years before this for Rooster Cogburn. So he's good in it, but it's like a cartoony performance. He's I his performance is so good in this movie. Oh yes, John oh, Wayne. Yeah. This is one of his best John performances. Wayne. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is probably he should have been nominated for it. He's so good. Eventually, people find out. As I have read about yeah, John yeah. Wayne, people found out in the end of his life that John Wayne could, could, could actually fucking act instead of just be the same person in every movie. Oh, yeah, no, he can like, act. Yeah, this, is one of, this might be where it started because yeah. he's like pretty legit. He is a great There's actor. Still, there are times in this where he is still just John Wayne. Yeah. Okay? And the st- the stutter scene is cringy, okay? Where he like just yells at the kid to teach him because the kid stutters until he stops stuttering, and now it's completely magically fixed. Well, it's great but because like, he goes, you son of a bitch, because he's doing that on yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I understand. I still like that it's scene. Still, it's, like it's, it's, yeah, it's not the as only... I thought this, when I saw the kids at John Wayne, I thought this was the one where he throws some kid in the pool, or throws a kid into the water to teach him how to swim. That's some other movie, apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I feel like that, it's funny, because if you look at John Wayne's filmography from this time period, like, during this, like, from 1970 to 1975, this movie stands out for being way above those other ones. Cause this movie is like, he did a movie the next year called Cahill and train robbers. They're okay. They're generic Westerns. This is not a generic Western. No, this one is it's so good. Bombastic. Yeah. It, every, it, it just has a good director. Yeah. It has spectacular soundtrack. So every time there's music, you're just like, it's really good. Fuck this movie. Good. So I have this book called the directors oh, look and at that. it has yeah. interviews with directors and they go movie by movie through them. And Mark Rydell's in here and he's got something to say, which I thought was kind of funny. Okay. Um, about the Cowboys. So he has a story where he was, um, going to shoot a scene. Well, he was really worried about doing this movie because he, um, Mark Rydell was like, well, I'm a Jewish liberal. And John Wayne is known for being a pretty far right wing. Yeah. And so he was like, I don't know if I want to do it with him. So I'm not sure. He he originally had in mind he wanted to do George E. Scott. Oh, um, to be the main character. Yeah. That would have I'm not going to say that would have been bad. No, no, I'm just going to be bad bad either. He had a meeting with them and then he was like, wow, he's actually super nice. Well, on the set, the scene right when they go in the beginning of the movie, when they go on the cattle drive and he goes to Roscoe Lee Brown and was like, all right, let's roll him out. So that shot has 100 horses 
and like 50 cattle. <laughs> there are 1,500 head of cattle and 100 horses. Yeah, watching this, I'm kids. like, uh, this is not 2022. When there's cattle, those are just fucking right. cattle. Okay? So this is this is what Mark Rydell says in the book. He says, we have to roll the film when I think it's ready to start 1,500 head of cattle. And so cattle say, go, somebody has to nudge the cattle in the back and they begin to push the ones in the front. And then you begin to see the rippling effect. That's when you call action. So John Wayne's sitting over there on his horse and his first line to Roscoe Lee Brown is let's move him out. So I'm waiting until I think the cattle is ready. And then John just decides it was ready. And he rolled up and said, let's roll out. And he became enraged. He says, he says that Duke don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. You're an actor here. Go back to your place and I'll tell you when we're starting. And after he was done, he was like, oh, shit, what the fuck did I do? I'm going to get fucking murdered. He said, I'm going to get fired. I s- there are a lot of people watching. I humiliated John Wayne in front of all these people. So he went home that night expecting a phone call that he was going to. And for, for sure enough, his wife was like, yeah, you already have four messages from John Wayne. He's like, oh, I'm, that's it. I'm done. And he gets a call and he's like, hey, let's go to dinner. And he's like, okay, this is it. This is the meeting. And they had a meeting and they drank tequila. And he never didn't bring it up again. And he called him sir for the rest of the production. Oh, wow. Isn't okay. that a, that's pretty cool. It was so like, apparently, if you yell at him, he will. He respects like, you for I'm it. The fucking director of this movie. That was pretty neat. Which is odd because he made, made seven hundred movies by this yep. point. And another okay. funny, another funny anecdote too is that when Mark Rydell was was at that dinner with him, John Wayne goes to the bathroom, and it's in the book here. And John Wayne comes back, and the right side of his pant leg is all wet, and he's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "Happens to me all the time." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm I'm going I'm taking a piss, and then." Someone uh, recognizes me while they're peeing. Like you're John Wayne, and they piss all over oh, me. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think that's funny. But so, anyways, yeah. The only my, the only misstep in the movie. Not that it's a really big misstep. <coughs> the only thing that was really unnecessary. There's a scene in the movie where they encounter some prostitutes. Oh yeah, it's, you probably could have cut that whole scene out. Av- it's a completely ad- ad- added thing that doesn't do shit. It doesn't. It, it's, it's kind, kind of, of funny. funny. You know, it is kind of funny. It's kind of funny because the kids. Well, there's there is a funny joke. Because the kids were talking about, one of the kids was talking about first time he saw a naked girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And John Wayne's like, I saw a naked girl first time in that town too. Probably the same one. Probably the same girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was funny. So, but that was the only part was just like, I think that keeps it from being an absolute perfect film. Yes. So for me, but I am. The stat, the stat, the stat. Wow. But the stutter part. The stutter part. That was real (laughs) ironic right there. Okay. (laughs) The stutter stutter part was, um. My thing was you. like, most because as you just found out right yeah. there, periodically I have a stammer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a great movie that if if you're one of those people that are like, I don't really like Western, I think you should watch this movie. Oh no, this is it's, this is not a normal thing. No, it's good. Um, and so I'm. It's an easy, high, strong three and a half for me. Oh yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. It's yeah. it's so I was, good. I was, it's, I would also say three and a half. It's excellent. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Cowboys, I was glad. So I've saw, I saw it before, and I liked it even more this time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's it's great. And seeing it on the big screen, that's the way to see it. So now we're going to the drive-in. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's Let's frogs. See. We, we This time we stole the AMC Gremlin. <laughs> AMC Gremlin, we that's to, right. We had to steal a Gremlin. <laughs> so frogs. This is um, AI, American International Films again, and uh, both of these films are American National Films, directed by George McCowan, um, starring Ray Milland and Sam Elliott, clean-shaven. Yeah, I did not realize it was Sam Elliott until I saw it in the things, and then he popped up, I'm like, 
holy shit, that's Sam Elliott with our mustache <laughs> and probably 27. So we picked it. Well, you picked the movie. You're like, frogs. I'm like, and the, the poster has a frog. Look at that fucking poster. It's amazing. With the fucking hand. That part never happens in the movie. No, it doesn't. So well, I don't know. Maybe that last guy got eight frogs. So <laughs> Sam Elliott plays Pickett Smith. What a great name. And he, <laughs> in the swamp, and he stumbles upon. He's like a nature photographer. Right, right, right. Slash ecologist. Yeah, so he's, t- so the, well, the opening is actually kind of creepy because he's like, it's taking pictures of like nature, but then you just frogs are just you know well, ribbiting it away. That, you know that's not the first time you're going to see random frogs. This oh movie. my god, it's the whole fucking. <laughs> Don't play a drinking game where you have to drink when you see frogs. You'll be dead <laughs> twenty minutes in. Okay? So, so many frogs. Well, he stumbles upon like he's um, there's these guys. Um, uh, I thought it was a couple on a boat, but it's brother and sister on a boat. They almost run into Sam Elliott, and he. He, he, his canoe goes over and, and they, their speedboat pulls up and gets him like, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to do that. I was just doing a joke. Well, let's come back to our mansion on this island and yeah. and you can change your clothes there. Then we can play tennis or badminton. So they go, they go there sure and then you take your shirt off, hot guy. Right. And okay. then they, and then they meet, he always pretty hot. Oh God, and, he looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Holy and shit. so in in the movie, so then they go to the mansion, and that's where you, um, Academy Award winning actor Ray Milland, who is uh, mm-hmm. won Academy Award nineteen forty five for The Lost Weekend, does that just does that just walk around in this movie? No, he's in a wheelchair, <laughs> and uh, he's this crazy Clint Crockett, or not Crockett, but it's just Crockett the guy, yeah, uh, Crockett, yeah, yeah. Jason Crockett. This crotchety old man is going to be his birthday then uh, on the next day, which is the fourth of July or whatever. And but everyone and he just brings his family and relatives, and they they bring friends too. Like that one guy brought that one girl. Yeah, it was, it was like, weird. There's a there's the family. Then there's random friends or girlfriends or boyfriends and then or servants. husbands or wives. Two servants. Yeah, there's a lot of people on this island. Yeah, the, the, like one of the guys is missing. So then, like Sam Elliott goes and he finds his body, and it's like there's a bunch of yeah, snakes this is like and shit on it. Not a character in the movie. No, because no. the first time you see him, you see his dead body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they see him, and they're like, "Okay, this guy's dead." And then he so he tells uh, uh, Raymond Milan about it, but he's just like, "You know what? Uh, let's worry about that after the celebration. I don't care. Let's, yeah. I don't want to know about say, it." Uh, that Ray Milland character yeah. is. Real garbage. Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> he is but I will say this: Ray Milan was Ray Milan was having fun playing him, though. Oh yeah, he was. He was having okay. a good time. I I did read some stuff about this one. He was wearing a toupee the whole time. He came <laughs> off a whole bunch of times. Um, it's a deep south man. It is sweaty and garbage. So, in a nutshell, things start happening. Um, like the dead body, but then there's like, you know, baby alligators and butterflies and lizards, and they start attacking people and yes. snakes. This movie um, is called Frogs. Not one frog actually, kills anybody. No, no the last guy gets killed by frogs. <laughs> I mean, we don't see him. He starts, frogs start jumping on him. Yeah, and then yeah, again, yeah. they're frogs. You can't make frogs do shit. No. They do have a lot of them. And they do, like, stack up frogs for different shots. Yeah. Here's a stack of three frogs. Right. Let's take a picture of it. Right. So, I will say this. So, the movie starts off, the first, like, half hour, 40 minutes of the film, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm bored because I'm, I'm setting this film up because, okay, you're seeing a movie about frogs. You're not going to go see a movie like this and compare it to, like, an Academy... Like, the Cowboys. I'm not expecting it to be the Cowboys. I'm I expecting expected it, it to be the I, Cowboys. <laughs> I wanted it, I wanted to see what the poster's going to deliver. It's like, okay, I want to see a stupid B-movie that's going to have a bunch of frogs killing people. <coughs> the, this movie does not deliver on its premise. Well, no, first of all, like you said, frogs don't kill people. In this. No. This is uh, The Happening. 
Right. Absolutely. Or nature the, is the fighting first back. Part, the yeah. first person yeah, yeah, you yeah. actively see get killed is killed by nature. Like literally moss yeah. and spiders yeah. falling on yeah. him. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This is not. I thought he was going to be killed by frogs. I want a giant. One guy monsters. does get killed by a fucking alligator. And I'm like, holy shit. It was shit, really bad. That guy fucking wrestled the alligator. He was. Well, th- and then he was wrestling like a rubber thing. It was just like. Oh, whatever. Oh. But that, it was, there were times where that alligator was so, right next to him in real life. And I'm like, they used weird camera footage to make this. So the, the first. The, so, oh, oh, Sam Elliott in the movie. So Sam. This I, is the, no, I like Sam Elliott a lot. The reason we all know Normal. Sam Elliott is he was in this movie. It got him all his other jobs, right? Okay? Well, so, you ended up being a hunky dude in the movie. Yeah. Well, Sam Elliott is is uh, I I love him anyways. He's one of my favorite oh, character actors. No, he's I hate Sam Elliott. Yeah, he's what so the good. What are you talking about? Everybody loves that. But Sam you Elliott. know, when you go back and watch something, like, oh, this is gonna be early work. He's gonna be really bad in it. No, he's fucking awesome. So the movie's not good, but Sam Elliott's great. He's it's funny because he's acting just like he does. He's given the same performance that he would in like That's, one of his big movies. We, we like, all love Sam Elliott, but Sam Elliott only plays one character. Yeah, the character is Sam Elliott. And, but it's <laughs> funny because he'll turn like the worst dialogue into like, oh, that almost sounded witty, or that almost sounded kind of yeah, kind of clever. Nobody else does. Everybody no, else is real terrible. Well, Sam Elliott just knows how to do it, and I did like Ray Milland in the film too. Oh yeah, Ray Milland. Like, I mean, because everyone else was over not the good. Top. As people get murdered, he just doubles down on like more party. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fight. not allowed to leave. I don't. Nobody can leave. We're celebrating my birthday. All get murdered by um, by by alligators. What? Or or moss or birds or bunch of random animals in a in a greenhouse. Well, that I'm gonna somehow mix chemicals so you die. I'm gonna make. <laughs> that was funny. Those I'm gonna make. Chemists. I'm gonna make a guess and say that George McCowan is probably not a horror director because. When it came to the horror stuff, it was not filmed well. No, it was not well it directed. It was dull. It was boring. It, the second half of the movie was really disappointing because they're building this up. They're like, okay, there's going to be things coming over. It's going to take over everything. And then when any of the kills happened, it was not good. And no. not even good in a laughable way. It was just no, kind of no. bad. The most and, laughable stuff is the every once in a while, you just they just cut to... More frogs. Yeah. More frogs. Right. And then, let's go. Cut, cut, cut. Three different shots. Twelve frogs in each shot. Okay? Frog, frog, frog. Yeah, yeah, frog, yeah. Frog, yeah, frog, yeah. frog. And then, periodically, they'll be hanging out in a room. Just right. in a room. And then, there's a snake hanging from the ceiling. And they never fucking noticed. There's okay? the, tini- the tiniest snakes, too. They're not even well, big there's snakes. Well, also, there's some big snakes. Later on. Yeah, but, but there were, first... but, I mean, that one... Uh, Whatever, uh, yeah, that one cook, whatever, yeah, I don't know what, her, what what she was, a maid, maybe, yeah. Um, she's like making the table. Oh, that's right, and, and it's there's just a hanging snake from the chandelier, hanging yeah. from the chandelier, yeah. not above her head, right in front of her face. <laughs> Fine. I'm like, is this is it just a thing that happens so much in the South? You just live with the fact that snakes are around. Maybe <laughs> I we, think we so. Live, we live in Minnesota. We don't know. Okay. One of my uh, favorite funny things that happened in the movie is towards the end of the movie, they're trying to escape <clears throat> the island. They get. The uh, the two kids and the and the lady that he that's right there are kids in this he's, and they don't kill any kids lame yeah okay? right, this movie didn't have balls like like no, cowboys did not have it's fucking like, no. balls to kill the kids so, and and when you're doing a horror film you gotta have balls I think so yeah it so they're they're on this canoe right there's and then, no there's no horror there's a snag there's a snag on the canoe so he's got to get out oh, God, so what does he do right. he takes, takes his, off shirt his shirt off, off 
But then he goes in, and the water doesn't even go up to his waist. So no. <laughs> why did you take his shirt off? I didn't know that. <laughs> I was about? just like, what? because that chick is hot. If anything, I you should take your pants take off. off my shirt. Right, right. And then but, he, later on, he has an excuse to take his pants off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, apart from Sam Elliott and Ray Milland, there really isn't anything really worthwhile in the film. No, I, I, I did not really it, like. It'll the movie. be funny if you're sitting with a bunch well, of friends. It's on YouTube. Well, sit there and watch, and then I, uh, if you're gonna play a drinking game, yeah, you have to take the tiniest <laughs> micro sip whenever frogs show up, okay? Because you will die. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Yeah. This movie is an hour and a half long. There are probably 300 different shots. <laughs> at least, yeah. At least. I would say there's so. There's at least, yeah. there's more than one a minute, okay? More frogs. And then, or they'll just pan down. Oh, look, there were frogs here the whole time. <laughs> so the, the point is, for, for me, is the film says, even on the poster, if you are screaming, stay home. Cold green skin against soft warm flesh. Frogs. This film does not deliver on a premise. And I was was really disappointed with it. So it's a one and a half for me. Oh, I would give it a one. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. It's, but I did like Raylan Milan and, and Sam Elliott. It's like, Sam Elliott's actually Sam Elliott, The fact that I, Sam Elliott was in it. And I didn't cool. hate the setup. Like, as it was setting up the film, I'm like, okay, we're setting up the movie so it's a little slow. It's going to get, it's going to pick up and it's going to, and then when it did pick up, it was just not very good. It was like an Ed Wood movie almost. And oh, no. It's, it was, it's, it's not, it's not well made. It's um badly, they used solid cameras okay yeah the animals well, the animals look good yeah they yeah. are terrible looking but i just okay. i just don't think this director was was uh the right person to there do is, a horror film so this has an animated frog at the end oh there, yeah none of these movies have animated yeah, yeah, credits yeah. but this has an animated frog at the yeah. end but that it has like the poster there's a frog's there's yeah a human hand in the mouth and yeah. then it eats the human hand right no frogs in this are overly big I mean, no, they're not small. There's some big. There's frogs. a couple of big bullfrogs, right? Yeah, yeah but they're yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, only yeah. not. They're as big as two of your hands. <laughs> they're gonna eat you, right? Okay, single-handedly. This was a letdown, especially when you go to the drive-in. I was expecting to hoot and holler, and I didn't do a whole lot of that. Yeah. So. Um, next drive-in movie. It was from 1971. So this have you had you seen this one before? I have seen it, so I've seen it twice before. It's oh. been about ten or fifteen years since I've seen it. Okay. So this is the abominable Doctor Fibes. Vincent There's Price. a sequel to this? There is. Um, by the same... And I've seen that. He embalmed himself at the end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Five Rises again. Made the next year. Directed by the same guy, Robert Faust. Um, oh, okay. So, this is a British comedy horror film. Because it's a little dark comedy in there. Yeah, yeah. Intention. It's intentional. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Five's... It's... Oh, man, this movie. You're the target audience for this movie. Yeah, I think 100%. so. 100%. I, I am so. not the target audience. Oh. You are a film geek. Yeah. I'm just a guy who wants to yell about movies. Okay. okay? So this movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- this, well, okay. This one, I feel like for a drive-in movie, it delivers. Where frogs oh, did yeah. not. This delivers what, what you're Well, promised. once you're you... done with frogs, you're like, oh, oh, okay, I hope this isn't sucky. Uh, all the deaths in this are interesting and fun. Oh, I think they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's great. Um, there is, there's no talking in this movie for like 15 fucking minutes <laughs> because it's all just like well, ambiance, so baby, ambiance. So, um, have you seen a lot of Vincent Price films? I've seen a few. So, I like Vincent Price a lot. I think he's yes. a great actor. I love, I love. Um, one of my favorite horror films he did in 1973 called theater of blood which and is the weird awesome. thing about this one though is oh we'll get into it yeah because but, of his weird voice thing that they went with it's and he's so supposed interesting to, yeah. he's supposed to talk different than vincent price and i'm like 
I just want Vince Price talking <laughs> instead of this thing where he's well, talking like a fucking computer. Well, anyways, okay. <laughs> so the premise of this movie is that a bunch of like doctors are dying. They're being killed mysteriously. Like one is mysteriously killed by bats. One is mysteriously killed. By with... the way, in 1929, this is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't look like that. No. Well, sometimes like, with the cars and stuff, I, I guess. But kind of, I mean, the cars look like 1942. <laughs> A couple Model T's in there. I think, His but. car was like a super villain. Right, right. Okay, but um, so what? So Doctor Five's entertainment. You know, it's not a mystery. He's killing all these doctors because his wife died of uh, from a surgery by Joseph Cotton. Plays, well, after plays a the car doctor. accident. Yeah, after a car they, accident. They, who who caused the car accident? I don't know. He did it. Maybe because he's a fucking shithead. Okay. <laughs> so Joseph Cotton did this. So, but he had other surgeons that were working with him. So he's making sure that he's killing every single person that involves. So nine like of a, them. Yeah, nine, nine people, people died. Nine. Shelled. Nine people were in that. Operating nine people room. killed. Nine people to die. And there were like a I don't yeah. know, nine minutes or six or so, six minutes. Yeah, six minutes. We find out at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So while all these murders are happening. There's an investigator on the case by Peter Jeffrey. I fucking loved him in this movie, Peter Oh, Jeffrey. no, he's cool. He is The cop awesome. stuff is actually really different. But what's, what's great is that there's some comedy in here with Peter Jeffrey. He's like, hey, uh, Smith, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, I'm up here. Oh, so you are. You yeah, know? that's it's right. He's like, like up there like yeah. looking you up. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I mean, there's just little, I mean, it's there's not like. British craziness. It's not, it's not like. Peter Sellers, Inspector Clouseau no. humor, but it's subtle humor. That's There's, it works. Oh, it's pretty that. funny. That one was not subtle. No, okay. no, but it's not like it's not like super slapsticky. No, but it's it British. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's British as all. It's British out. humor for sure. So there's this investigation going on, and then it leads up to finally getting to Joseph Cotton, who's the last one left, and he has something special planned for him. So what's interesting about this movie? So I'm a big Vincent Price fan. He doesn't open his mouth to talk in this movie at all. No, it is like completely. His like jaw moves. Right. So and you he's can see his tongue is doing. Well, stuff. it's a silent performance almost, and it's a different. It's a very different performance than his usual mm-hmm. performance, which is why I actually kind of liked it and applaud him for it because he's a musician. He's an organist, famous organist, and he found a way to use some kind of electrical nodes or whatever to. Uh, and then through like a, a speaker, he has, like, made a hole in his neck. Yeah, that and he talks through and so using so he uses so he moves his vocal cords around. You could see him like actively moving his yeah. neck, which can't be that easy to do. Like it was a, I mean, as as an actor, You'd just be swallowing chewing gum. Or something. I don't know. It was pretty good. And so, but and then uh, and then when he does that, then a speaker has Vincent Price's voice, but it's more of a monotonous like robotic yeah, voice. What, that's, Nine that, that shall was, die. That was kind of the thing I found annoying. I'm like. I want Vincent Price. Vincent Price can, can oh, yeah. orate, baby. Right. And in this, he's not allowed to orate. He's so allowed. It's his funny. acting is kind of nifty, but the voice is just like. So, I wish he could still be Vincent Price, and he should be. Able the to. the first time that I saw this movie, I had your reaction. Okay. I actually, the more I watch it, I this is the best time that I watched it. I was really into it this okay. time. Um, first of all, well, I like this performance a lot. I thought the art direction in this film is so good. His lair. Oh yeah. When when the way they his art this, direction for his lair it, and it's bright and colorful like an MGM musical, like yes. it's bright and. This is why I'm saying you're the target audience <laughs> because I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then 20 minutes in, I'm like, 
we're gonna do this some more. <laughs> I have to watch another fucking hour of this. So okay. they they did. Uh, say, oh, I've already seen all this. They did. Uh, they have. He has a band that plays. It's like an uh, animatronic band. Yeah, and they're not it's people. But okay? it's so creepy because they have like oh, these well, paper you mache see a close up of the one of their faces. Well, they have, like, like holy shit, that's creepy. Well, it's like paper mache or whatever. It's yeah. like it looks so cool though. Yeah. And they play this music, and then he always like he's dancing with his like assistant, who they don't really explain, like like the girl. You know, yeah, no idea who she is. <laughs> She's just the, there the, helping out the attractive girl. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They repeatedly call her attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not wrong about it. No. Okay? So um, here's the thing. Yeah. In this car accident. Yeah. Did Vincent Price get aged forty years? <laughs> because he does not. It's not an age appropriate relationship. Him well, no, 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 well, no. I, I don't think it was an age appropriate relationship. <laughs> but that's not his real face. He made his face. Yeah, because I know. Yeah, he actually him getting burnt. So later on, like he rips his face off, and you see that. Yeah, it's almost like Dark Man, where he's like, ah, yeah, he's, he's got his, a yeah, Dark yeah. Man face. Yeah. Very much. That's a, that a zombie face underneath. Right. So they uh, they all thought he was dead. Yeah. Because of this yeah, car accident. Yeah. They, they, like, they, they, I want to know who caused the car accident. Why isn't he just killing those people? That person. Yeah. Are they already dead? I don't They're know. Too fucking bad, you fucking baby. <laughs> Who kills the people who try to actively save people's lives? Well, you know, it's, it's a revenge movie, and <laughs> I and, and all like, and all the he kills is a villain. So I that's think fine. I think Be Robert Robert Frost's direction though is also <laughs> I think really stylish. And there's a lot of cool rack focusing shots. The framing of some of these shots in the movie I think are great. There's a scene in the movie when um about halfway through the movie when he's when he put a bunch of rats into the airplane and he's on the ground and on, he's like on one side looking with, you know, his, his scope or whatever. And then on the right side through like a sculpture, like a hole in a sculpture, you see in the background, his assistant playing the fiddle. And it was just like, it's such an interesting shot that probably took a little bit to set up and get it just right. Like a lot of care when it, it this wasn't I just reiterate, a, you are the target right, audience for this movie. <laughs> this wasn't just a B movie where they're like, we're gonna set the camera and shoot it. They made they, they were being meticulous about how they were setting oh, no, up their shots. I, I fully understand I fully I yeah, fully yeah, yeah. agree. And so it's I, just that for people who isn't yeah, yeah, you yeah. and are more like me, twenty minutes in, I'm like the kills are cool. Can we see more of those? I mean, there's quite a bit. There's a lot of them. There's a lot but of they're them. still also periodically they go back to the castle and then we're gonna watch five minutes of, I don't know, violins or him playing the organ. Okay. Well, I, also, like, I don't need to fucking so, dance anymore. Besides, yeah. <laughs> I also like how, because it's weird. I, I like how weird this movie is. It's almost yeah, like, it's lin- like lynching a little bit. It's just, it's a weird yeah. movie. Cause yeah, there's scenes of him just dancing or playing the organ and yeah, they have like weird sideways like, angles. And he like waltzes with, I don't know, whoever she is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, he's, and Vincent Price, I'm not very good at waltzing. But no, you're in a horrible car accident. No, okay? no, I thought that was cool. But, but with Vincent Price character, I like all the weird shit. I, I um, Joseph Cotton, I thought was okay. Uh, but I really liked um, Peter Jeffrey as the inspector. I thought because usually in these types of movies, when the killing's not happening, you're kind of like checking out. But anytime it went to the inspector, I was still like watching him because yeah. I thought he was great. That and one, then I, he I didn't hate. He also has a superior who just shouts at him the whole time, yeah. and he was funny too. I it's, thought it's it's it's. I'm I'm don't don't even me wrong. A, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and call this a bad movie. No, okay, okay. It's just not. I'm not going to give anywhere near the rating you're going to give. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of four. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> two and okay. half. I really enjoyed it. So the first time I saw it, actually the first two times I saw it, I'd give it a three. But uh, watching it this time, I just appreciated more and more just watching just everything. Because I knew the movie, and so I was just watching just everything come together. And just the art direction and the way it's framed. And 
for coming up with something schlocky. I mean, this film delivers on its premise. You get the kills. You get, um, and it's just, I think it's really stylish. It's weird. I think it's a fun this movie. So I did really like it. the end of the day. Yeah. They, last for me thing. here, the yeah. last thing we watched. Yeah. So I was getting pretty beat. So <laughs> it does. How did they figure out the 10 plagues of Egypt thing? The, the, the cops? Yeah. They just did. Who cares? It's like, okay, I was, I was just not sure. Because if he messaged them, or if he left a thing. Well, they right. found like, that's right, they found like an og. They found like a thing that yeah. had hieroglyphics on it was what it was. Right. Something like that. Well, it does, so I believe the sequel place, takes place in Egypt, I think. So. Why does he kill people then? So what's, I don't. What's that one about? So I've, so I've, that one I saw over 20 years ago. I do remember liking it. So course, I, I know I knew you liked um, it, but, okay. <laughs> but it's, no, it was it's uh, it was still is it I, made by the same guy. Yeah, it is, and it so, still has Vincent Price, and in it, it still got weird Doesn't shit. Doesn't have that hot chick. Yep, uh, and, no, it's, and she, it still has. She got killed by acid, and it still has the guy that plays Trout, so he's still in she, there. She got so. killed by acid in this because <laughs> Vincent Price is stupid. Okay, no, no, I thought like I said, this was this was <laughs> this is a fun movie. So that was our uh, trip <clears throat> back in time. Our trip I back. made it almost to the end before I almost coughed to death, Austin. Best, I think, best movie goes to Cowboys. Oh yeah, hands the, down. Cowboys is hand down the best movie. Yeah, it's it's so good. <laughs> uh, figure out best. what the worst movie is for both of us, actually, probably. Uh, oh wait, Fro- no, Frogs for me is is the worst film. Frogs is a, Frogs is the greatest film in the world compared to the fucking Played Against Sam. <laughs> Played Against Sam. No, Frogs I, doesn't actively say. No, Frogs well, is the by worst the way, one for me. What you should do is go and. Kill your friends. I will how say, about just, how about run ra- frogs over with a lawnmower? No, okay. I will say that if I had to pick a biggest surprise, it would be play it against Sam because I usually like Woody Allen stuff, and I was really disappointed. So that was my biggest surprise <laughs> that it was bad. Okay, I guess what I was thinking biggest surprise, I was thinking, you're right. I didn't expect to hate anything in my <laughs> life as much as that. Right. Biggest positive surprise, Skyjack. Probably Skyjack. Yeah. Because Puppet in the Chain, I had at least heard there was a boat chase, <laughs> and the boat chase, does, it delivers. Yeah. But Skyjack, I fully expected that to be the worst no, movie we watched. I would and say... It was like third best. But best performance would go to John Wayne for me, I think. Best performance of these movies. John Wayne. Probably. It might be Roscoe. Oh, well, that would be supporting. Like a supporting. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, you're I right. like Roscoe too. Yeah, he was really good in that. <laughs> no, that was good. So okay, yeah. just to be a jerk. Nah, I, have to be I was gonna say Sam Elliott, but no, <laughs> no, was, no. Like John Wayne's better. No, he is totally John, better. Sam, yeah. Sam Elliott is probably better actor in. Well, actually, like I said, he kind of just plays Sam Elliott. Every movie. <laughs> John Wayne also just plays John Wayne every movie. Okay, but, but even but, in this one, sure, he, he wasn't does. a cowboy. He was a soldier, but. He was still just John but, Wayne. Should, but there's okay. but there was humility in his performance. Yes, and and uh, there was something a, a sadness to his performance where it's not usually in his because usually he's just like kind of more or less a one dimensional character. Yeah, this one I didn't feel like he was one dimensional in this one. No, he was cool. He had a wife. Yeah, age appropriate wife. She was actually really cool. That's I like her character. I actually was really pleasant. Her like, character was good. pretty awesome. He actively says he's sixty years old in She's this. Like so am I. Or something, some, like that. something I, like no, that. It's just that he says he's yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he isn't going to act like I'm only 32 years old, but I'm going to be the 60 year old guy who's playing a 32 year old. Yeah. No, I'm an old man playing an old man in this movie. Yeah, he probably has to play an old man for the rest of his fucking life <laughs> for the next five years. So he's right, 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 right. Yeah, the Cowboys is the one to check out for that one. So yes, that's but the it. one like we said, though, Skyjack, Skyjack. You know something? If you could go to the bathroom at the right times, that movie's pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, it's, it's actually not a bad movie. That 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 was 
A positive surprise for sure. Yeah. Sky, Sky Jack would be a fan. And then, of course, for me, I like the Abominable Dr. Fives. If you enjoy kind of B-movies and weird movies and, and horror films, I think you'll like it. It's, 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 it's fun. It's, yeah. it's a fun movie. And it's, not, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a great movie for film nerds. <laughs> it's a fine movie for me. Yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah, you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. No. I'm not like going to go, uh, so this is playing against Sam all over again. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not, no, it's not that. All right, well, that's it. Um, next we, uh, next episode, we already picked uh, the date, and it is ninety something. It's right? February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three. Middle of the uh, winter again. Yeah. So there so we go. Not so gonna get a drive in. Not getting a drive in. So that's what we're gonna be doing. That's it. Until next time. Um, I'm your host Austin Kennedy, and I'm Tim Kaiser. Yes, and... lover of all things Woody Allen. <laughs> Until next time, stay geeky. We gotta come up with something. Stay geeky. Stay geeky. Let's let's see here. Till next time. That's all you gotta say. That's how you end it. Till next time. Till next time. No, you have to say time right. (laughs) Till next time. It's a time travel show, you stupid jerk. (laughs) Till next time. Nope, I didn't do it right. (laughs) Up and at them. Up and at them. Till next. Till next time. Close on time. God damn it, you're stupid. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Until next time. Yeah, better. <laughs> Not perfect. <laughs>